This is Chance Harris. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785. Are you a Main Street business owner feeling the effects of ongoing construction? Do you miss the hustle and bustle of busy foot traffic and the sound of cash registers ringing? Don't worry, Sheridan Media is here to help. Sheridan Media is offer advertising specials for any business on Main Street from Dow to Caffeine. Let us help you remind people that you are open and ready to do business with them, whether they use your front door or rear entrance. Not located on Main Street but still want to support the community? We have a media package for you businesses that are not on Main Street. Our goal is to keep Main Street thriving, and we believe that supporting one another is key to achieving that. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares about the success of our community. Don't let construction deter your business. Contact me, Whitney Kessner, at 751-8389. Or me, Sue Engelhart, at 763-0097 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that wants to keep our Main Street thriving. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 522. 886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Standard message and data rates apply. From Billings to Buffalo, this is the News Talk Station, FM 103.9 and 930 AM KROE. KROE. Keeping your cash in a high yield account is a simple way to save. First Federal Bank and Trust High Yield Online Savings Account comes with a competitive interest rate and local service from people you know. Open the account from the convenience of your computer or mobile device and watch your savings grow. Visit efirstfederal.bank to open your account today or check out our deposit specials. First Federal Bank and Trust, helping our customers succeed since 1935. Member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commissioners Tom Ringley, and Lonnie Wright. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Floyd. Morning, Floyd. Now, how's your summer been so far? Tom, I'll start with you. Uh, it's pretty green outside, kind of wet. It's been kind of wet, and we're all liking the moisture, and so far we haven't had any fire problems, but I'll tell you what, all this grass is going to grow higher and higher and higher, and in late July and August, we're all going to be talking about fire problems that's exactly sure. what ron richter and i <laughs> so, were talking about yesterday right. as that torrential downpour yeah. was coming down uh Schreffler, he came in there and kind of watched the rain with us for a little while and we said you know it looks great we need the moisture we always need the moisture 
but yeah it's gonna make this stuff grow pretty high and hopefully this rain sticks with us a little bit longer than uh, in years past otherwise we will have kind of a dramatic fire season for sure. I don't want to be, you know, Rhonda Raincloud, you know, pun intended, <laughs> but Tom is exactly right. Um, this this growth is, is going to come back and bite us um, eventually. So um, we'll just keep an eye on things and, and do our best to uh, prevention, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to the water outside now, have you heard about any sections of Sheridan County that are experiencing flooding? Well, we had our usual uh, County Road 66. That usually floods every year. That's one of the first things. It's, it's, and it flooded, then it receded. I don't know what its status is this morning. I don't know if it's up or not. I did not see anything yeah. this morning. Um, so there's been some, some minor things, but uh, nothing really serious. Yeah. County Road 66 is a crossover road between, you know, Highway 87 and and Bighorn Avenue basically and, and Little Goose is right right in the middle right in the middle of the road there it has a, a bridge across Little Goose so pretty low-lying area and pretty pretty uh, apt to flood if any place is. Is that kind of one of those over the bridge floods? No it's not over the bridge it's just over the well I, it's not really a bridge it's just is it? Yeah. It, there is a bridge there but it so I guess it would be over the bridge. Yeah. yeah. But it's not a high bridge. It's just like, you know. Like a dip bridge. <laughs> my, my big measurement of the fighting situation is out on Highway 87 where all the orange tractors are. That's when I used to live in Bighorn, Lonnie still does. Every morning that would be my gauge of how things are going flooding-wise. And it's, uh, you know, there's a little water out there, but it's certainly not flooded like I've seen it before in the mm -hmm. past. Mm -hmm. So... Now, is emergency management still offering the sand and the sandbags for folks to go and uh, get those prepped up? I'm sure the majority of people who live in flood areas know it, and and I'm sure that they've already got a lot of it done. But there is still sand and sandbags available? There, there are, uh, Floyd. That's an interesting point, though, with the number of people moving into this part of the country who may or may not know what kind of uh, uh, risks there are out there yeah i'm sure they're going to learn quickly um what the situation is. <laughs> unfortunately yeah. yeah that's kind of uh, one of those things that you know i can remember uh when i was with the guard flood detail would mm -hmm. come up quite often yep. and you know it took us all over the state uh filling sandbags and placing sandbags helping folks out uh it, what really surprised me was the year that star valley flooded mm -hmm. and very uncommon but boy, that in Star Valley's pretty pretty good size. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it stretches basically from Alpine mm -hmm. uh, to you know down past uh, Smoot Osmond area, and that's that's quite a stretch. And and we were dispersed throughout that entire valley because people throughout that entire valley were having to deal with that water. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what can happen in just a year. Yeah, I know. You know, this year. <clears throat> I can remember worse flooding in the springtime when I didn't think we had as much rain as we're having now. It's really kind of hard. Really? 
figure, oh yeah, I've seen some serious flooding. I've seen, you know, the park, Kendrick Park, I've seen half of that flooded before. When it just didn't seem like there was much rain. Of course, what's going on in the mountains with the snowpack mm -hmm. is a big part of that. But mm -hmm. we, but anyway, to answer your question, sandbags are still available. You know, system's still in progress. So Good. Hopefully so people won't need any more. That's, that's kind of my hope as well. Um, but they are there. In case you need them, folks, head on out there. You can get yourself some sandbags and uh, make... Yeah, it's a fill-your-own situation. It is. But uh, just having those sandbags in place, I can tell you it actually works. Those sandbag emplacements work. They, they divert water quite well. How is the uh, uh, budget process going along? Well, the, the, it's, it, it is going along. Um, we've had um, uh, meetings with um, all the different heads of all the different um, entities that make up county services and, and heard their requests. Um, there's been a few, um, a few different uh, departments or entities that have come back for uh, an increase in their ask just because of some um, special situations going on, but um, it's coming to a head here pretty quick. Um, so yeah, it's moving right along. Have there been any? What are those issues that they've come back and asked about? Mostly, mostly um, trying to find people. Really. Trying to attract and retain people. So the county is. Well, it's a it's a matter of uh, being competitive. You know, I mean, for, for a good example is a detention center, the jail, you know, demanding job, a different kind of job. And, uh, you know, the people that work down there, I mean, that's a different world when you're working in a jail. Right? Yeah, you're well, seeing everyone on their worst day. Right. And yeah. so, so, you know, we're, we're doing our best to fund them so that they can be competitive and people won't leave to go, for instance, over to Johnson County or to Gillette. Who currently pay a higher wage so we're dealing with that we think we're doing the right thing for this year we hope yeah. it'll work and it'll keep people on board and attract you know some new people for starting wage yeah. but like i said in one of the meetings we, we hopefully we're going to get it dealt with this year but next year we'll probably be having the same conversation absolutely so, and all you know all the departments have challenges with uh with yeah. uh Recruiting people and maintaining them, but uh, you know we're 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 considering a really fairly large pay raise this year. So we're doing our best to take care of our employees because they're your friends and neighbors. You know we you know we value their work and uh, we need them. You know absolutely. It's a labor-intensive deal. And we're in a you know right. we're a, we're a basically a service business for lack of better terms, and so. Um, the public depends on the county for different services, and guess what? It takes people to make those things happen. Another, another, um, uh, another one of the entities that uh, we're we're looking at is the airport. Um, the airport uh, workers, you know, that's a <clears throat> in, during the winter. Those guys are up at probably three in o'clock three o'clock in the morning plowing snow to get the runway cleared um, for the first flight to take off and then here recently the last flight comes into Sheridan it's scheduled to land at 10:30, so they're 
Wow, that's if, a day. Depending on the weather, they are there making sure the runway is clear for that flight to land. And so um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, in my mind, it's kind of a, um, it's almost like a burnout situation. They just are working so many hours and, and uh, so trying to attract and retain and um, make their lives um, a little bit easier to get along with their job and and so on and so forth so i think a lot of people out there could probably understand that i mean when you're putting that many hours in for that long you know anyone yeah. can make a stretch you know uh, oh it's our busy month or yeah. whatever but it's you know it's our busy six month period uh, gets <laughs> gets a little old after a while well, this last winter was more like a busy nine month period you yeah know? It was, yeah it was a uh, well, our, our new airport manager, Robert Gill, he's stepping up to the plate. He's doing some uh, reorganization up there, the workforce, and uh, he's coping with it the best he can. But, but he needs our support, you know, uh, money-wise, although we don't really spend that much money on the airport from the general fund. Um, <clears throat> but we support him in his efforts to recruit workers and keep the place providing as excellent service as it does now. Absolutely. And, and you know, I speak with Dixie Johnson from the Chamber of Commerce quite often, and uh, this last time that she was on, it was the same issue. You know, that's that's still one of the top issues that are facing small businesses, and heck, even some of the larger corporations now, is help finding people to fill oh, those roles yeah. and, and trying to meet the needs of, of those individuals. Show me a business that doesn't have a we're hiring sign up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I, mean, I struggle with my own my own little business, and I have opportunities to hire uh, maybe a an, an intern type person from the college uh, welding program or something. It's kind of a catch twenty two though. If you have to show them everything to to do a job, if you have to stand right next to them and show them everything every you know, every detail, it becomes, okay, I better just do it myself. Well, it, then you got to ask yourself, why the heck am I paying you, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel bad because I want to give those folks a chance. Somebody gave me a chance once, once yeah. like, way back in ancient times, but um, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's really hard to... Um, There's just a big training aspect that goes into mm -hmm. it all, and it's not just hiring people, it's hiring people that are trainable well, especially with and have the skills needed detention so, and the sheriff's right. sheriff's department you know they have to go away to uh, to training for i don't know how long that is nine weeks or ten weeks or it's a couple like months yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. so they get all trained up get all their certifications get all their their uh, dot dots on their eyes and crosses on their t's ready to go to work and then they look at the job market in camel county or johnson county and they, yep, they see that instant, higher salary. Instant pay raise right there. You know, yeah. So. God, that's tough. You know, pay to train them, <laughs> and then yeah, they take but, off on you. But everybody's dealing with it. You know, private industry's dealing with it. City's dealing with it. So it's just a, yeah. the way of the world. We just have to do the best we can, but it's a challenge. As you're sitting down with the budget this year, have you seen any uh, increase in, in, in costs of fuel, other operational necessities that you need? Have those really shown themselves in the budget this year? Sure. 
Yeah. Really? You've yeah. seen those increases across the board? Yeah. Things like road and bridge. Yeah, this definitely uh, makes a difference. You know, we're seeing some increases. I wouldn't say they're exorbitant increases, but, you know, the price of doing business goes up when you're running equipment and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Tires and oil and all the all the things that make things work. It might be a nickel and a dime, but 25 nickel and dimes is, yeah. is quite a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. How do you compensate for that? I mean, do you just say, well, we're not going to be able to put X amount away this year. We're just going to have to, to spend more. Well, we're, we're not as challenged now financially as we were five or six years ago. You know, so, so, so far, you know, our, 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 we're gonna be, our budget's going to reflect that we can support increased expenses and uh, you know we're going to be able to get it done i don't know what the final number is going to be but i'm comfortable that we can do what we have to do to cope with the situation at this time yeah are there going to be any large equipment purchases for any department this year including say like deputy pickup trucks and things like that Well, we've been <laughs> well we're, we're, we're always buying trucks the problem with buying trucks for the Sheriff's Department is getting them here, you know. Really? So we, we have, you know, every department, like, they have a rotation system where they, you know, they get new vehicles and they do a replacement program every year, so you always have decent vehicles. So, yeah, yeah so that's always ongoing. Now, Commissioner Ringley, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of sitting down to the budget for you every year? It's... It, it's it's a it's just a process we go through you know the the way we do it the the way we sit down with every elected official and every department head you know they've been given a budget beforehand to work on and they come to us they tell us what their situation is so it's it's not a challenge it's just a reaching an understanding and gaining appreciation for what each department's situation is and do, doing our best to meet their needs, you know, we're really, we're really oriented and make trying to make every department uh, successful. Because if they're successful, that means the public's getting good service. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what it's all about. So it's, it's just what we have to do. Commissioner Wright, how do you look at the funding being asked for and the funding that you can award and weigh your needs and wants? Well, I would I would say I don't know if I'm going to answer your question or not, but listening to the wants and needs of uh, of each entity or each department head or or elected that comes before us, um, my my uh, um, first instinct is to to give them everything they want, which we can't do necessarily. Um, uh, so um, it makes it difficult to um, make choices this way or that way. Um, uh, but it, like Tom said, uh, we're in the service industry. Um, we uh, want um, we want the service to be there for the public, and and by giving them majority of their wants and needs i think we're we're doing the best we can with what we have to work with 
All right. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with our Sheridan County Commission right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Area Search and Rescue is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Put on your sunscreen and pool floaties because summer is finally here. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team and I want to let you know that our best name doesn't apply to just real estate. We want you to have the best time in anything you do this summer. It's time for barbecues, baseball games, weddings, camping, and so much more. You may feel, however, that now is the right time to sell, upsize, or downsize, but your summer is already jam-packed. The Best Team is here to help. Keep your exciting summer events scheduled and let us build a plan to work around those while making your long-term housing dream a reality. Give me a call, Colton, at 675-BEST and visit bestwi.net for the best summer ever. Proudly brokered by EXP. For the next two weeks, every piece of bedroom furniture at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Moss Holders carries lots of bedroom manufacturers, so you can find the look, the quality, and the pricing you're after. Moss Holders carries handmade barnwood beds, bedroom pieces finished by the Amish, as well as budget-minded bedroom furniture for a kid's room or guest bed. Whether you need just one nightstand or an entirely new master suite, every bedroom purchase is on sale at Moss Holders. Moss Holders Bedroom Sale runs through June 24th. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Summer's here. That means warm weather road trips. You're ready, but is your car ready? Are your tires safe for hot weather driving? Midas Tire and Auto has rebates up to 170 bucks on name brand tires like Michelin, BFG, Cooper, and Hankook. Is your vehicle's air conditioner running on empty? New or old, including the most recent YF Freon systems, Midas works on all AC systems, getting and keeping you safely on the road for this summer's travels. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Well, it's just a fact that sometimes the water well you have is just not the water well you wished you had. What if you turned on your tap and a little country band drained out singing, Water, water, cool, clear water. Well, that's just what 307 Wildcat Well Service delivers. They'll bore down old Mother Earth and find you that water. Now get ready for a phone number, 217-2155. Or find 307 Wildcat Well Service on Facebook. And you too will have cool, clear water. If you haven't signed up for the Sheridan Media Newsletter, you're missing out. Thousands of people have already signed up. You'll find some of the top news stories of the week. Community events, sports, weather, updates from Centennial Theater and the Wild Theater. Discover fun facts, local videos, Sheridan history, country bounty links, and your favorite businesses. It's delivered to your email box every Thursday morning. Click on that Sheridan Media Newsletter button. It's on the top of our website and sign up. Sheridanmedia.com. Welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. We were just having a discussion off the air about opioids and uh, the settlement that has actually been made throughout the entire nation. Sheridan County's commissioners have accepted an agreement that will pay them a second round of that opioid settlement fund. 
We've seen many counties in Wyoming accept this, uh, and 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 the money's going to good places now. Uh, Commissioner Ringley, you told me bef- just as we went to the break where that settlement money is going to be used. Oh, it, I'm sure it'll go to uh, prevention, you know, and absolutely county prevention officer, and, uh, and I'm sure it'll be used for prevention programs. Yeah. Absolutely, which is the best place to put that kind of funding, isn't it? Or to, t- to take to take money given from an opioid lawsuit and use it to go buy tractors or pickups or whatever would be criminal. You know, yeah. it, needs to be, it needs to go back into the system to help people somehow. Yeah. Now, I know Johnson County is really facing a fentanyl problem over there uh, due to its location on the freeways, uh, you know, the joining them. And those guys are doing great work over there trying to, you know, with their prevention and saving a lot of lives over there same things happening over here uh you know when it comes to that do you see that as as a big issue in sheridan county or or do you get a lot of reports from the sheriff concerning that kind of stuff as far as fentanyl yeah yeah smuggling seizing or anything like that um i don't think so but um commissioner can i get you to so, I don't, uh, thank yeah, you, thank I don't sorry. I don't I don't know of uh any big um uh traffic stops where they've they've had a, a car load or a pickup load of of uh illegal drugs. But um I could see down in Johnson County where that could be very possible with the intersection of I twenty five and I ninety. Um you know, direct direct route to the to the eastern uh drug market. So yeah. um yeah, I'm, I'm sure it goes through Sheridan on I-90 as well, but I don't know that there have been any. Well, I don't, we stuff. haven't received any special reports about fentanyl. That's good from from the, the sheriff. It doesn't mean there isn't. Right, you know, it's going on all the time, but we. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's not a big problem because I don't know that, but it's not been brought to our attention that it's. Uh, it hasn't gotten to the point where it has had to right. come to you guys yes. as of yet. Now, uh, how is the construction going at the airport? I know I'm shifting gears on us. That drug bar was supposed to be in the first half, but but this is a big shift. Real quick, how's construction happening at the airport? Is everything progressing along well? It is. It's it's um um down to you know we have a kind of a monthly meeting kind of a work session meeting with um robert at the airport and um, ours was just a few days ago and um, i think they're they're working on punch list items to finish up the uh, terminal building expansion Um, i know they're also waiting on some materials some sort of special paneling that is a wall hasn't showed up yet so God, you know when it comes to construction <laughs> this i think over the past three years that's what i've heard the most we're supply waiting ch- on stuff. supply chain issues right? yeah, yeah. stuff it's amazing right yeah and there's you know there's there's um always things going on at the airport but i'd say they're they're in the 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 final stretch on that expansion project so yeah. um but um I think that's pretty great. You know, if people haven't been up to the airport in a while, take a take a drive, go look around, see uh, the improvements that are going on mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Are, are did he report as of uh, his last 
meeting with you are an increase in in tourism flights as of yet we're we're looking really good with in that regard in fact the first five months of the year were several percentage points over last year as far as an employment yeah i mean in five months we'd already reached a ten thousand employment mark which we used to struggle to get at the end of the year you know so we get the money that's associated with minimum employment so yeah the only limitation is uh is number of flights you know we have 12 round trips a, a week and it looks like it's going to stay that way but they're like at 85 percent capacity filled wow you know so it's, it's really a solid operation right now it doesn't look like we're going to get increased flights so we just have to make sure that people use the ones we have, and they are. So, you know, everything's looking good in that regard at this mm-hmm. point in time. we got a lot of folks coming into Sheridan, checking the place out. Yeah, for sure. And, yep. you know, I ask about, you know, can we get another flight? And I think Robert has probably asked the airline folks the same question. And it seems like the limiting factor, the bottleneck, is pilots. There aren't once any, again staff, aren't any right? Pilots, yeah. They're they're, uh, you know, when COVID hit, we had a lot of guys, probably my age or a little older, that said, you know what, I'm not putting up with this. I'm just going to retire. I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. And so um, then you had guys moving up, and so the the pipeline of pilots and that type of folks is uh, left with a huge void, um, and they haven't caught up yet. So, you know, it's unusual as, as we sit here talking about just the airport, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic affected us in in such a profound way. I thought for sure by now we would be recovered in things like supply chain issues and staffing issues. And here we are after all this time still talking about that same problem over and over again i really thought we would bounce back like a rubber band you know it'd stretch out for a little bit but boy when it comes back it's going to snap you in the hand but it did it never came back remember during covid when there weren't any weren't any vehicles on the auto dealers parking lots you know like two pickups here yeah yeah three pickups there and now drive down coffee and there's trucks and cars all over the place so yeah so that kind of was a snow Slow snap back. Of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> the rubber band coming back <laughs> on it. That, that out part elastic, se- yeah. seems to have recovered somewhat because it's <clears throat> not so hard to get a vehicle anymore. So. Yeah. Does it does it just surprise you that certain aspects uh, kind of fell off as fast as they did and haven't been able to recover as of yet? Right. Well, yeah. There's so many, so many things involved. They just can't corral them all and just correct it. So just have to a lot of go it, with the flow. And, yeah. I mean, some of it is totally going to look unrelated in my mind i guess you know i'm not a big chaos theory person but like the butterfly effect you know this this over here affects all that stuff over there but there's no real tie to the two from one to the other but they do affect each other so and it's just on on some sort of fundamental level uh you know and i i just i wonder if with the amount of baby boomers who are retiring if we just because in the news it was talked about for a long time that oh you know this is a huge majority of the workforce Mm -hmm. you know coming to the age where they're ready to call it quits 
and how are we going to replace that? So I think that's also part of that. You know, like you said, Commissioner, COVID hit, and they instead of dealing with this, I'm heading back to the shack. I'm I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not going to bother with it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that that the younger generations haven't been able to respond to that drop in workforce, mm-hmm. and and I wonder if that plays a large part in that as well. Well, the workforce. Um, uh, losses, but also the experience that just walked out the door all at once, you know, is is also kind of a scary thing. But, Absolutely. Yeah. And I can talk on that from, from a very small point of view. Uh, in our platoon, when mm-hmm. I joined, I was one of the younger kids. And, and going through them for 14 years, you know, watching those old sergeants walk out the door, you just... There goes all that. There goes 20 years of experience. There goes 25 years of experience. And, and you you know, the Army's good about keeping you trained so that you can fill that role. But at the same time, it's like, God, what am I going to do without you, old boy? You know? Some of, some of <laughs> that stuff can't be taught, though, right? Yeah. You have to kind of... Had to have been there type of Almost, deal. Yeah. You know, but and that's where we learned the lesson that nobody is indispensable. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Eventually they get replaced, you know. But yeah. at the at the moment when it's happening to you, it's oh my God, what are we gonna do now? Yeah. <clears throat> just have to deal with it. it. Just just make sure somebody knows how to run that crane before he walks out the door, For right? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now <clears throat> excuse me, recently Sheridan County's commissioners voted to approve and accept an agreement with the Wyoming Department of Transportation for funding to begin planning for a 2026 project on County Road 139, also known as East Ridge Road. Commissioners, what's going to be done to that road out there? Because uh, this sounds like it's going to be one of the larger projects. Well, as if you're familiar with that road, you know, when you go south from the landfill out toward the highway, there's a really sharp turn there. There's a curve up there, and it's almost like a... It's not a 90-degree turn. It's more, it's, yeah, yeah it's, you're almost turning back on yourself. Left. It's so sharp. So. A- anyway, uh, that's going to all be straightened out. Oh, wow, okay. It's going to be straightened out, go straight out to the highway. Uh, there's some land swapping or purchases that have to be done. But it's a big deal, but uh, they're willing to, to fund it, and we, it's, it's highly used, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it'll I think it'll be good. But that that's basically what that's all about. Won't happen for a while, but that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Ringley, if you were to guess how many miles of road that is, and what are we looking at? Two, three, probably a couple miles from the highway to the landfill. Um, yeah, I would say more than that. I'd say probably three to four miles. Three or four miles from the landfill to the highway. It's going to be so. It is a good stretch of road. It yeah. is, and it's yeah, it's it's a red shale road now. And I think part of the project is to upgrade that quite a bit. So, yeah, I I, I even think it's going to be paved. It might be. Yeah, that'd be, be great. Paved. Yeah. yeah. Another paved county road. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now, will they will they maintain it, or are they going to turn that over to you guys? It'll be it'll be turned over to the county, I believe. I believe. So those those potholes are going to be those potholes are going to be your responsibility. There won't be any potholes. (laughs) I forbid it. (laughs) On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have more with our Sheridan County Commissioners. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan.
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Area Search and Rescue is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Flow in their businesses? Range does, and they want you to stop by their pop-up event tomorrow from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Crazy Woman Square in Buffalo. Range is all about supporting the local and Main Street businesses that make Buffalo special, and they're showing their appreciation with a celebration. Pop on down for free coffee, juice, and donuts, and if you're a downtown Buffalo business with Range Fiber, then chat with their team to learn about the exciting internet service. So plan on tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Crazy Woman Square on Main Street in Buffalo. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Does your home look like a bomb with Hoffman's there? Is Maria, I mean your wife, telling you, come on, we've got to go. This place looks like a disaster. You want to run away, but you can't afford to because of a mortgage or the house looks like it's been through a war. Why your renovation is here to help? Devin will come to your rescue and save you from the impending doom. Why your renovation will make an offer on any home, no matter the condition. And you can walk away victorious. Learn more at whyourrenovation.com or on Facebook. Our paint department is stocked up and ready to go. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. We're excited to help you with your next painting project. We have added the PPG line of paints along with our True Value paint line. This allows you so many new and exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan and Honda and Power Sport. Tommy, hi. I'm so excited the mountain is finally open. Oh, me too. And we have a showroom full of ATVs, side-by-sides, and bikes ready to get down and dirty. And for the month of June, select models qualify for interest rates at 1.99 for 36 months and 3.99 for 60. Wow, I do have my eye on that CRF 450R. Tommy, you would crush the competition on that bike. And when you come in, bring your used Power Sport to put some extra money in your pocket. Check out the selection at Sheridan Power Sports for your new adventure. morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning, my guests are the Sheridan County Commissioners, Lonnie Wright and Tom Ringley. Now, we're talking about uh, construction projects this morning, and the commissioners recently awarded a contract for architectural services for the interior rehabilitation of the historic 1913 Sheridan County Jail. Last time the commissioners were on, I talked about this with them a little bit before. That thing's got uh, some work that needs done to it on the inside, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And and it's still being used quite quite a lot. Oh yeah. I mean the juvenile justice office is yeah, in that Yeah, the justice building. office uses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good good place for them and we we've, we've currently got a they're looking at well, what do we really need to do to the inside? 
you know, to keep some some of the flavor of what it was originally. Yeah, uh, you don't want to lose that. But it's uh, also suitable office space, you know, so it functions really well now, but they haven't figured out exactly what they're going to do, you know. There's a discussion about, well, up at the top of the, the, the old jail, you know, the cells, what, what do we do with them? Do we just get rid of them and make it a conference room? Well, no, in my mind, we don't. We, we, we keep some aspect of that old jail because although, you know, people don't go through it every day, it's still there. And it's great to walk up there and see prisoner graffiti written on the side of the cell. <laughs> so so they've got to figure out how to make it more modern and usable but still retain the flavor of yeah. the old jail. Yeah, and that's what they're working on now. There's been several meetings with stakeholders and uh, yeah. the people that are there, and uh, so they'll they'll figure it out. You know, Commissioner later. Ringley, I'm I'm with you on that though, because yeah. yeah, we need the space, you know, and and we should update parts of it, but save some of it. Yeah, because because that's a bit of history. That's a bit of Sheridan County so history. You know, up there. you know what's funny is uh, they've been doing some excavating outside, so. I found on my desk the other day, Mark Reed, our planner, brought it down, an old salad dressing bottle. <laughs> really? dug up, you know, and I can't remember the name of it now, but I looked it up on, uh, on, on the Internet, Googled it. You know, there's a ton of them around. I think it might be worth $19.50. <laughs> That's pretty good for an old bottle, though, isn't it? But, but anyway, so then you start thinking, well, how did a salad dressing bottle get up outside the county jail? Was that... Was that because the sheriff's wife got tired of cooking for the prisoners and threw a salad? <laughs> or the other thing, what the hell were they doing giving them salad dressing? Yeah, why jail? would it in the jail? No, I, was, I was impressed that they actually might have got salad dressing on a, on a salad. Or, or even salad back then yeah. is kind of a big deal. Right. And, it, and, and it may have been a, a, a garbage pit. Yeah. Up there. I mean, that's right. what they did in those days. You go bury your garbage, right? Yeah. yeah. It could be that. But yeah. it's just kind of fun to, when those things kind of crop up. And you know, when I was a little kid in the 1980s running around, uh, you know, these smaller communities, usually it was like an old draw. Right. Or, you know, you just take all the, the garbage that you've got on the edge of town and toss it in there. And that is like a rich little area to go back and look at the garbage of yesterday. It's, you know, essentially you're being a bit of an archaeologist, going through someone mm -hmm. else's trash yep. to figure out what life was like. And my mom collected those old bottles, little pill bottles from back in the day. Oh, okay. and, and I would go down into these areas with her. And we would just scavenge the heck out of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was it, it, some of the best stuff, you know, I, I found down there as a kid, you know, because a bottle is a pretty big deal when you're a little kid. It's, it, it's yeah, one of those things that sticks around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was I was uh, speaking with Renee this morning about um, ideas for the top floor of the historic jail. And um, we kind of agreed that. One option would be to um, take half of the jail cell uh, infrastructure out, leave half of it in for posterity, right. and then it'd probably end up being like a storage room, some shelving, and fix the H HVAC 
problems that they're having up there. Apparently, the heat is not quite what it should be Ooh, in the winter. It's going to be rough. It's probably, you know, hotter than you know what in the summer up there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but that's that seems like a pretty reasonable idea to me is to make a storage room out of it. But keep the his, history um, yeah. available to for for future so. yeah and and like you were saying commissioner not a lot of people go up and see it but those who do right. it just hits a little special place especially you know if you're a local individual get up there and see just a little part of our local history sure. right there you don't want to lose all that yeah. now you might see a great 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 grandfather at <laughs> <laughs> a hard day's night right. <laughs> you better leave my name right? right how are things progressing along with brook street well, um, it's pretty tough here the last couple of days with all the rain. Yeah, absolutely. They do have they do have um, a retaining wall built. Um, they have a they they have made a ramp, which kind of um, starts at the parking area, just west of the courthouse, and goes up um, up the hill to the second floor. Uh, entryway there's also a reason to have that ramp I mean the boiler room is right there so you know they need to deliver chemicals and, and supplies for the boiler room so that's uh, a good reason for the ramp but they got the ramp built a retaining wall to hold the the hillside back uh, for that ramp um, they are uh, progressing as quickly as possible to build a, uh, a foundation or a pad for uh, our uh, generator to sit on which is kind of to the south of the parking lot um, on the edge of that area um, but uh, that part of the project is moving uh, along okay I think yeah there's really there's really two parts there's a part they're doing now the retaining wall and then up above there'll be another wall and create more parking spaces up there oh fantastic right outside and then we just awarded the contract for the rest of it, the green space part with the pathways and the, you know, all, all of that the stuff. The lighting. The pretty the, stuff, right? The yeah. And the, the path. He yeah. sidewalks and the yeah. There'll need to be some more walls built because it's, yeah. it's going to be ADA compliant um, to go up that hillside. So right. there'll have to be some... Uh, some geometry put into the uh, into the equation for sure. So I'm really looking forward to that space. though. I think that's going to be really nice once it's all done. Yeah. Have you guys gotten uh, received very much blowback or complaints regarding traffic right now uh, and no. having that road? Nothing. That's that's good to hear too. I think a lot of people understood. You know, especially locals. That yeah. that street had to be gotten rid of. It's yeah. so much safer now that it's a three-way stop. There's always potential that somebody make a mistake, yeah. but I've not heard of any instances, and I, I walk either. across there all the time, and, uh, you know, every once in a while somebody will blow through a <laughs> yeah. four-way stop. It happens all over town, but yeah. it's so much safer now than it was before, so we're good. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the resolution to allow Wyoming Downs LLC to conduct paramutual wagering on horse racing uh what exactly is this you know you know i think it was 1966 that the county commission approved paramutual gambling way go way back in history so every time a new business wants to come in they have to get our approval so this is essentially uh, the current wyoming downs in the old jb restaurant is going to move to Oli's pizza okay so they're just moving location. 
So they needed approval for that transaction. Wow. So just to move location, if I'm going to gamble in one section, I've, I've got to get approval from the county to do it. Right. That's pretty incredible. I didn't know that. And that goes all the way back to 66, you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was the mid-60s when we, because there were a lot of, a lot of horse racing going on. And, yeah. I mean, real horse racing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So it's been on the books for a long time. But every time there's a new entity that wants to do parimutuel gambling, uh, that specific business has to be approved. That's interesting. You know, when I first read this, I thought, oh, maybe they're getting another location or something like that. But it's this is just changing changing locations, so there's going to be no big additions to anything, just a good good move. Right. I'm sure they'll do a lot of building remodel or something like that, but essentially... Just a different location. Now, I don't have a lot of time left. Uh, I did want to ask before we go, I've got about three minutes. Is there any openings for any of the commission uh, uh, or, excuse me, county boards that are going right now? I don't, th- I don't think so, Lonnie. We just approved several, right, yeah, last week? We have had some openings, but right. we've had a whole slew of interviews the last couple weeks. That's fantastic. To fill those in. Lots of interest and lots of good candidates. So right. we have a really good uh, um, really good bunch of folks to choose from. So we're really happy about that. Now, you serve as a liaison for the Sheridan County Historic Preservation Commission. What is, what is uh, I, I only have two minutes, what's the, that commission's mission? Um, well, it's, it's to uh, identify, hopefully, before the wrecking ball comes. and So things like we were talking about with the jail. Yeah, I mean, it, and they are involved in that, but it's to identify and, if possible, preserve as much as possible. If it's not possible to preserve it, to, to uh, document and take photos and research and dig up uh, paperwork that might have something to do with uh, a structure or a, a location or, um, but uh, yeah, um, they're they're pretty busy. Um, we we get lots lots of uh, um, uh, one thing we we're just finishing up on. I don't want to run over, but the French Pete site. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. It's a location down by Banner where a trader guy known as French Pete got attacked by. Uh, Native Americans and basically a massacre and so um, a local uh, uh, county resident um, thinks this was where the site was and so we had a a real archaeological survey done with a uh, third party and they went out with metal detectors and they found over 200 artifacts on this site. Um, Holy cow. They did not they were not able to confirm or deny that this was the site. That's the main, the main idea of the whole thing. But yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. That's that's incredible having a commission that's able to kind of do that and yeah. and lead from the front on that. Commissioners, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks it's always a pleasure, us. gentlemen. Uh, the conversation's great and. We have a lot of laughs in here. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared.
business deserves a strong partner. First Federal Bank and Trust provides cash management services to help your business collect, disperse, and manage funds. Whether you need merchant services or positive pay fraud protection, our team will find the tools that best support your business. Contact a cash management officer today by visiting efirstfederal.bank. First Federal Bank and Trust is your partner in success. Member FDIC. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Before heading to your favorite rodeo, kids' sporting event, or going out on vacation, wearing Sheridan Chevrolet is ready to help. We take pride in being your trusted full-service dealership. Hi, this is Chris Hayden. Our state-of-the-art service department is equipped with the latest diagnostic repair technology. Whether it's an oil change, AC tune-up, mechanical repair, or set of new tires, we'll make sure your vehicle is running at its absolute best. We offer free pickup and delivery within the Sheridan city limits. That's right, we'll take care of the logistics so you can focus on your day. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet, providing top quality care for your vehicle at 107 East Out. Father's Day is right around the corner and C&B Supply in Sheridan is your one-stop shop for all things yard and garden. They've got power tools to make yard work a breeze. From top-of-the-line mowers to trimmers, blowers, and everything in between. Need gardening tools? They got them. Hand tools, gloves, seeds, soil, you name it, they've got it. At C&B Supply, they have the perfect gift for the dad who loves his outdoor space. So head down to C&B Supply in Sheridan on Heartland Drive, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., and Saturday, 8 to 3. The City of Sheridan Weed and Pest Division would like to announce that mosquito fogging will begin starting the week of June 12th and continue through the mosquito breeding season. Fogging will take place Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday evenings when necessary. For more information, to report heavy concentrations of mosquitoes, or to request that your home be in a no-spray zone, please call the Mosquito Hotline at 307-655-8297 or visit the website at www.sheridanwy.gov. Are you ready for the hottest deals in town? Get ready to save big on hot buys exclusively on SheridanMedia.com. Local retailers are offering incredible discounts with bidding starting at a jaw-dropping half-off of retail value. Certificates to restaurants like Glazed and Confused and Bighorn Mercantile to glass chip repair and oil changes. We have it all. Don't miss out on the chance to score amazing deals. Hurry, the auction ends at 8 p.m. sharp tonight. Visit SheridanMedia.com today and start bidding. Your wallet will thank you. Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.